all the sages of every tradition of spiritual realization agree that our true nature is luminous, loveful, joyous, blissful, eternal, non-local presence. That's what we are. There's universal agreement among Buddhist, Hindus, Christian mystics, Jewish, Islamic, you name it, alchemists, hermetics, ancient Egyptians, Taoists, on and on. Why are we not in this state if this is our true nature? How do we get back to that realization of who and what we really are? This is what meditation is for. The problem is that the ego has made seven maneuvers in order to lose itself. Actually, six to lose itself, and there's one in which it's trying to refine itself. But there was first a separation from this source, and then a subtraction from the infinite down to the finite, and then a further contraction down into the individual, a kind of a tunnel vision, and then an introjection of the energies of others in that same state of contraction. And then within that, a fantasy creation, a creation of a series of false views of reality, and then a projection of all of that falseness onto the world. Okay? That's the lostness that we have entered into as a result of these six maneuvers. There's one seventh maneuver left to us, which is recognition. We can begin to recognize the plight that we have put ourselves in through these other six. And then gradually, we can recognize one by one these which have become veils or obstacles to the realization of the infinite, eternal, blissful self. And this is what we're doing in meditation. We are recognizing and we are letting go We're letting go of the projections, we're letting go of the false identifications and fixations, obsessions, the anxieties, the fears, etc. And then letting go of the contractions, expanding into the true self and reconnecting with the dimensions of reality that we have cut off and then finally union from that primal separation from the source. This return to our true nature can take years or lifetimes or it can happen in a single moment. That's up to us and up to the amount of resistance. So the first thing we have to do is to recognize that this ego consciousness that we, most of us at least, start out in, which is filled with anxiety, fear, anger, suffering, etc., is based on these false ideas that were originally introjected, taken in from the world as children, and even intrauterinely. And we have created out of that a fundamental attitude toward reality, which is based on the attitude we believe that others have toward us. And so it's important that each of us goes inside and asks, what is the fundamental attitude? Because everyone has one fundamental attitude that you think the other has toward you. 
It could be that the other wants to reject me. The other wants to exclude me. The other wants to deny me. The other wants to overpower me. The other wants to desire me. The other wants to be friendly to me. The other wants to love me. It could be any uh, along the spectrum of positive or negative, but there's always that kind of a feeling that gets projected and provoked uh, into the other and one believes that that is one's fate. And of course, it becomes that through a self-fulfilling projection. And so we have to be willing to put that fantasy into parentheses. We have to be willing to say it may not be true. That's what we have to first question, that reality. And then we'll find that there are subsidiary projections, attitudes that we have that are based on beliefs about ourselves. All of them must be put into parentheses. The phenomenologists call this an epoche. You put that into this field of... uh, uh, Possibility that you can let go of at least temporarily and see what life is like without that and begin to have that less contracted, less fearful, less anxious, whatever uh, kind of a feeling state in the body. You let go of everything in order to be able to be at peace in the body. And then by recognizing that you are consciousness, you begin to let go of all of the fixations that you believe are connected to the bodily identity. Okay? Because very few people are happy in their bodies. Very few people accept their bodies as they are. Many people who are in a female body wish they were in a male body. Many in a male wish they were in a female. Vice versa. And every kind of mixture in between. And people who are thin want to be fatter. Those who are fat want to be thinner. The tall want to be a little shorter. The short want to be taller, etc., etc., etc. Right? And so we have to let go of that and put that in parenthesis also. And everything to do with the body. Everything to do with the body's ethnic identity, religious identity, national identity, etc., etc. Until we have put all of that into parenthesis and we have returned to the state of pure awareness, presence. And we can feel, at least momentarily, what that is like. That will give us a much more expanded, peaceful, relaxed, uh, stable consciousness that can see things with less distortion. And there can begin to be a real sense of the internal love that was occluded and blocked by the dissatisfactions that we had with other people, with our own bodies, with our place in the world, with all of the situations fate has dealt us, etc., etc. So we can get to that place of our true nature, which is beginning at the level of peace. That's, how, that's the threshold, shanti, into which we can begin to experience the more non-local level of consciousness. And that allows us to go deeper inward. And in that going inward, we will begin to encounter the subtler energies that we don't normally feel because we're too focused on the outer world and defending ourselves against imagined attacks or desires that we have for things or people in the world or fear of them or whatever. We go inward and we begin to become aware of the subtle energies. And those energies that we will feel after we get past the energy field of the ego's fantasies is beautiful 
It's blissful, it's loveful. And we'll begin to actually experience the inner white light that most people don't encounter except at death. But it's here, always. And we are that light. And we are the source of that light. And the more that we can begin to encounter it when the mind is silent and still, then that light, just like the moon in a bucket of water at night, you see the full moon reflected in the water when the water is calm and still. And then we can realize that the moon that's in the bucket of our individual consciousness is a reflection of the Absolute. And we can begin to ascend into that non-local, universal consciousness and recognize that that same moon is in every bucket and is a reflection of the same ultimate reality. And then there is love and there is unity with all beings and there's no longer the separation. And there's no longer a separation from the source of reality. And then we realize that we are that light and that the moon's light is even a reflection of the sun's light, that there is an absolute that is beyond even the highest level of godhood that we can imagine in the phenomenal plane. There is something beyond it all. It's called Nirguna Brahman in, in the Advaita tradition. No uh, qualities, Nirguna, no attributes. It does not exist, literally, in the physical world, but it is the cause and the substratum of all existence, of all reality. But it's much too subtle to reach with the mind. You cannot grasp this ultimate source through any kind of intellectual process, but through the letting go, that ultimate letting go of separation from that, the very primal subject-object duality, which was the first separation, can be healed. And in that moment, then we are one with the source. And the journey is complete. And so that return to the fullness of the Absolute is our destiny and our reason for being here and the solution to all the problems that we think we have in our lives. And once that is recognized and chosen, we become a vehicle of that energy of the Absolute, that blissful, loveful, unifying energy as a gift into this world. And that energy lives us. We are no longer lived by the fantasies at the unconscious ego level, but now by the will of the Supreme Being. And everything is resolved in that moment of reunion. <laughs>